0: Hi everyone, this is Mimi. We're continuing in our reading of the Jesus Storybook Bible. Last time we read about Noah, and today we're going to continue with the story of Noah and his family. This is called A Giant Staircase to Heaven from Genesis 11. Noah and his family lived in the land. And his children had children, and those children had more children, and then those children had even more. Well, you get the picture. Until there were lots of people on the earth once more. Now, back then, everyone spoke exactly the same language. So you didn't need to learn Swahili or Japanese or anything because you could say, Hello! to anyone and they knew what you meant. One day, everyone was talking and they came up with an idea. Let's build ourselves a beautiful city to live in. It can be our home and we'll be safe forever and ever. And then they had another idea. And let's build a really tall tower to reach up to heaven. Yes, they said, we'll say, look at us up here and everyone will look up at us and we'll look down on them. And then we'll know that we are something. We'll be like God. We'll be famous and safe and happy and everything will be all right. So they got to work. Brick by brick, the tower grew higher and higher until it soared above the city, touching the sky. They built stairs in the tower to climb to the top. It was like a giant staircase to heaven. Look, they cheered. We're the ones. See what we can do with our very own hands. They were quite pleased with themselves. But God wasn't pleased with them. God could see what they were doing. They were trying to live without him. But God knew That wouldn't make them happy, or safe, or anything. If they kept on like this, they would only destroy themselves. And God loved them too much to let that happen, so he stopped their plans. One morning, they went to work as usual, but everything was different. Their words were all new and funny. You see, God had given each person a completely different language. Suddenly, no one understood what anyone else was saying. Someone would say, how do you do? And the other person thought they said, how ugly are you? Hmm, It wasn't funny. You could be saying something nice like, such a lovely morning, and get a punch in the nose because they thought you said, hush up. You're boring. You couldn't even say, pardon, to check if you'd heard right, because no one understood that word either. It wasn't easy to work together after that, as you can only imagine. People were always quarreling and fighting and getting into a dreadful muddle and becoming grumpier and grumpier. Until at last they were all too cross to keep on building and just had to stop. After that, people scattered all over the world, which is how we ended up with so many different languages to this day. You see, God knew. However high they reached, however hard they tried, people could never get back to heaven by themselves. People didn't need a staircase. They needed a rescuer. Because the way back to heaven wasn't a staircase it was a person. People could never reach up to heaven, so heaven would have to come down to them, and one day it would. The next chapter is called Son of Laughter God's Special Promise to Abraham from Genesis 12 to 21. Years passed and things didn't get any better. People were still just as cruel and mean to one another. They still got sick and died. God's world was still full of tears. It was never meant to be like this. But God was getting ready to do something about it. He was going to make all the wrong things right, and He was going to do it through a family. "'Abraham,' God said, "'how many stars are there?' God was about to tell his friend a wonderful secret. "Uh, "'Let me see,' Abraham said, rolling up his sleeves. "'But have you ever tried counting stars?' "'Then you know how hard it is.' "'Um,' Nine hundred and ninety three million nine hundred and ninety four nine hundred and ninety seven. Oh, 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 no, no, wait. One, two. Of course, he kept losing count. Too many, he said. Guess what? God laughed. I will give you so many children and grandchildren and great grandchildren, you won't be able to count them either. Abraham couldn't help giggling at such a wonderful idea, but he stopped himself. How could he have a family? Don't be silly! He didn't have any children, let alone grandchildren. He wiped away a tear. Anyway, It was far too late for him to start having babies at his age. He was 99 years old. What could God mean? Abraham, God said, believe me. And then God told Abraham his secret rescue plan. Abraham, I will make your family very big. God promised, until one day your family will come to number more than even all the stars in the sky. Abraham looked up at the dark night sky, thick with stars. You will be my special family, my people. Through you, everyone on earth will be blessed. It was an incredible promise. God was going to rescue the world through Abraham's family. One of his great, great, great grandchildren would be the child, the promised one, the rescuer. But it's too wonderful, Abraham said. How can it be true? Is anything too good to be true? God asked. Is anything? Too wonderful for me? So Abraham trusted what God said more than what his eyes could see. And he believed. Now, when Abraham's wife Sarah heard God's promise, she just laughed to herself. But it wasn't a happy laugh, it had tears in it. She had always wanted a baby. Could her dream come true? Could she really have a baby when she was 90 years old? No, of course not. Don't be silly, it was far too late. Sarah didn't believe God could do what he promised. She had forgotten that when God says something, it's as good as done. Of course, it was as easy for God to give her a baby son as it was for him to make all the stars in the sky. Sure enough, nine months later, just as God had promised, Sarah gave birth to a baby boy. They named him Isaac, which means son of laughter, and Sarah laughed. But this time it was a glorious, happy laugh. Her dream had come true. God would do as he promised. He would always look after Abraham's family, his special people. And one day, God would send another baby. A baby promised to a girl who didn't even have a husband. This baby would bring laughter to the whole world. This baby would be everyone's dream come true. The next chapter is called The Present, the story of Abraham and Isaac from Genesis 22. God knew that his secret rescue plan could only work If Abraham trusted him completely, God had to make sure that Abraham would do whatever he asked. So a few years later, God asked Abraham to give him a present. Abraham liked giving presents to God. He gave God his animals. They were called sacrifices, and they were a way to say, I love you to God. But this time, God didn't want a lamb or a goat. God wanted Abraham to give him something more, much more. He wanted Abraham to give him his son, his only son, the son he loved, Isaac. Put his boy on the altar and kill him as the sacrifice? How could God want him to do such a terrible thing? Abraham didn't understand, but he knew that God was his father who loved him, and so Abraham trusted God. Early the next morning, Abraham and Isaac set off. They climbed the steep, stony trail up the mountain. Isaac carried the wood on his back. His father carried the knife and the coals. Papa? Isaac said. We have everything except we forgot the lamb for the sacrifice. God will give us the lamb, son, Abraham said. They built an altar and they laid the wood on top. Abraham asked his son to climb on top of the wood. Isaac didn't understand, but he knew his father loved him. And so he trusted him. He climbed up onto the altar And Abraham tied his boy to the wood. Isaac didn't struggle or try to run away. He just lay there quietly and didn't make a sound. Everything was ready. Abraham took the knife. Tears were filling up his eyes. Pain was filling up his heart. His hand was shaking. He lifted the knife high into the air. Stop, God said. Don't hurt the boy. I want him to live and not die. I know now that you love me because you would have given me your only son. Abraham felt his heart leap with joy. He unbound Isaac and he folded folded him in his arms. Great sobs shook the old man's whole body. Scalding tears filled his eyes, and for a long time they stayed there like that, in each other's arms, the boy and his dad. Suddenly, Abraham saw a ram caught in some brambles. The sacrifice! God had given them what they needed just in time. The ram would die so Isaac didn't have to. And so Abraham sacrificed the ram instead of his son. As they sat there on the mountaintop, watching the embers of the fire die in the cool night air, the stars above them sparkling in the velvet sky, God helped Abraham and Isaac understand something. God wanted his people to live and not die. God wanted to rescue his people, not punish them, but they must trust him. One day, someone will be born into your family, God promised them, and he will bring happiness to the whole world. God was giving, getting ready to give the whole world a wonderful present. It would be God's way to tell his people, I love you. Many years later, another son would climb another hill, carrying wood on his back. Like Isaac, he would trust his father and do what his father asked. He wouldn't struggle or run away. Who was he? God's son, his only son, the son he loved. The Lamb of God.